0: Helping people cope with and overcome life's challenges. This is Life Transformations with Michael Hart, Canadian Certified Counselor and Award-Winning Psychotherapist. This is Michael Hart of Elim Counseling Services. And I want to thank you for joining us on another episode of the Life Transformation Show. Today's show is about shyness and is titled How to Turn Your Shyness into Confidence. Shyness is very common among... Uh, every culture and every ethnic group. While it is not considered a mental disorder, extreme shyness can be a mental disorder and is classified as social anxiety disorder in mental health terms. It is best for us to look at shyness as manifesting itself on a spectrum from those who may feel slight discomfort being on one end of the spectrum, that is, people who feel slight discomfort at social gatherings, to those who are on the other extreme of the spectrum, who is so anxious about social interactions that they are afraid to even leave their homes. In this latter group, we may be dealing with people who have social anxiety disorder. According to one study conducted by Ronald Kessler at Harvard Medical School, it was discovered that about 5.4% of the population in the U.S. suffers from uh, social anxiety disorder. This makes this disorder the third most common mental illness, falling only behind alcoholism, and depression. What is even more significant about the research is that the research discovered that 13% of Americans experience symptoms of social anxiety disorder at some point in their lives. And the the report goes on to talk about uh, clinicians or experts who are concerned that one of the biggest problems with people who are suffering from shyness is that they're at times so shy and so afraid that they're even afraid to see their their doctor or to get professional help. In this two-part series, How to Turn Your Shyness into Confidence, I will outline step-by-step principles that I have used over the years to help many of my clients overcome shyness. For those of you who don't know, I'm a registered psychotherapist, and this is what I do for a living, is to help people with a wide range of mental health conditions. The good news is that Anyone can overcome shyness using these strategies that I'm going to be talking about in this two-part series. Is your life being affected by your shyness? And how can you tell if your level of shyness is at the level where you need to do something about it? Well, I think if your shyness is at such that is of such that it's interfering with your ability to live the quality of life that you, you would want to live, then it is a problem that it is worth getting help for. And this show is going to help you with strategies that will help you to overcome your shyness. Professor Jonathan Davidson uh, of Duke University came up with a 17 question questionnaire that can help to diagnose uh, people with anxiety disorder. But he has further simplified that questionnaire into three questions that is accurate, is 93% accurate in helping you to determine if your shyness is of such that you need to do something about it. So here are the three questions. The first question is, does fear of embarrassment cause you to avoid doing things or speaking to people? The second question is, do you avoid activities in which you are the center of attention? You know, activities, if you are to do a public presentation, public speaking, where you have to stand in front of a group, do you avoid those kinds of activities? And the third question is, are being embarrassed or looking stupid among your worst fears? If you answer yes to any of these questions, I would say that shyness or social anxiety is negatively impacting your life, and you should do something about it, because anyone can overcome shyness. Anyone can re- can get over social anxiety disorder. For those of you who are faithful listeners, you will know by now that I like to go to the Bible for... For stories to illustrate the topic that I'm speaking on, and today is no exception. In First Samuel chapter ten, we have an example of someone who may have suffered from social anxiety. Is there any uh, Bible scholars out there who immediately know who I am talking about when I refer to someone uh, that had social anxiety in Bible times? Well, let me tell you, we're talking about King Saul. In the early chapters of 1 Samuel, the prophet Samuel had heard from God that Saul would be anointed Israel's first king. At the beginning of chapter 10 of 1 Samuel, we are told that the prophet anoints Saul with oil in a private ceremony and tells him God had chosen him to be king over all of Israel. Later on in the chapter, the people of Israel and all the tribal leaders are gathered for the momentous occasion, the coronation of their first king. However, there was one big problem. Saul was nowhere to be found. This would be like having a swearing-in ceremony for a new president or or a prime minister of a country, but when the ceremony gets underway and and the, the prime minister the president is supposed to come on stage, he is suddenly missing. Saul was actually there, but overcome by the magnitude of the moment. He went into hiding. And the Bible tells us that he was so well hidden that they could not find him. So Saul was at this place where he was about to take the next step in his life, this big step. And the moment, the the, the fear of the moment got the better of him. And he hid himself so well that the frantic search by, by the people who were in charge of the ceremony could not find him. Someone had a great idea. And this, this I think is, is an idea that we should all abide by in our lives. After looking and searching and failing to find Saul, someone came up with the idea, let us pray and ask God where he is. It is always a good idea to go to God when you have problems and to ask for guidance. The Bible doesn't tell us who it was that said, let us pray, but they started praying. And the Bible tells us that God revealed where Saul was hiding. God revealed that he was hiding in the area where the bags of the travelers were stored. So here we have the the king to be, the man who is God's anointed, the man who has been selected as the most fit to be the first king of Israel hiding among the bags of the travelers and so well hidden that no one could find him. And so they went and they brought him out and placed him in front of the people and declared him Their first king. Verse 23 of chapter 10 reads like this. So they ran and brought Saul. And when he stood among the people, he was a head taller than any of the others. For many years, I read this verse without stopping to consider all the powerful implications of these few words. There are at least five powerful principles for dealing with shyness in these few words. And I'll read it again. So they ran and brought Saul, and when he stood among the people, he was a head taller than any of the others." So there are five points that I'm going to extrapolate from this these few words that will help you in your journey with shyness. The first point that I see in these verses is that there needs to be a sense of urgency for you to get over your shyness. You need to see that this is an urgent situation. And we see this in the text because we are told that they ran. In other words, there was this sense that they had to get Saul from where he's hiding as quickly as possible. There was this sense of urgencies. Saul's shyness had created a crisis. Has your shyness created a crisis in your life? Has there ever been a situation where you felt as if your your back was against the wall and there was something that you need to do, but you just could not bring yourself to do it, and you feel this emotion building inside of you, this pull to do something that you're terrified to do, and you know that doing that thing was the right thing for you? There should be a sense of urgency when it comes to overcoming shyness, because shyness often has a negative impact on a person's social life. For example, preventing you from having friends or from meeting a romantic partner. Maybe it has relegated you to a life of isolation and loneliness. There is a sense of urgency in get there should be a sense of urgency in getting out of isolation because researchers has have linked social isolation and loneliness to higher risk for a, a number of different physical conditions such as high blood pressure heart disease obesity Weakened immune system, anxiety, depression, cognitive decline, Alzheimer's disease, and even premature death. So shyness is not just keeping you away from people. It is affecting your health by keeping you isolated. And it as such, you should treat it with a sense of urgency. Shyness also has a high economic cost to many who suffer from it. Many shy individuals turn down promotions because the promotion may necessitate them chairing meetings or doing more public speaking. As a result, they settle for less income and may never achieve their full potential unless they get help. Shyness can also have a spiritual cost as well. People who are shy may not integrate themselves into their faith congregation, missing out on the benefits of fellowship. They may never join a small group Bible study because they f- they f- they fear interacting with others. And even if they do join these group studies, They may be too shy to ask questions and just miss out on opportunities to learn and grow spiritually. Can you identify with any of these costs that is mentioned above? If so, begin journaling about the various ways your shyness may be impacting your life. This will help you to develop an urgency to change and to be, and to get over your shyness, to turn your shyness into confidence. So the first point is to develop a sense of urgency. The second point that I see here in this text that we read earlier is that you need to get out of your comfort zone. And we see this from the text. Saul was comfortably hiding among the baggage. He was avoiding the thing that he feared. He was avoiding standing in front of that huge gathering of the nation of Israel to be sworn in as king. That was just too scary for him. It was too much for him to do. So he's in his comfort zone. He's hiding among the bags. And we're told that they had to go and bring him out of hiding maybe your hiding place is your home where you avoid going out with friends or you avoid uh, congregating with people in your faith group group maybe your hiding place is is this comfortable position at work that you have been in for many years that is way below your potential, but you are too scared and too shy to take the steps that could take you to a higher position. Michael will be right back. You have been listening to the Live Transformation Show where award-winning psychotherapist, Michael Hart of Elam Counseling Services has been using 1 Samuel 10 to speak on the topic, How to Turn Your Shyness into Confidence. You can find out more about us at elimcounselingministry.com or by calling 1-877-204-2914, where you can also make a donation to this Christ-centered ministry. Your donations help us to stay on the air and to provide subsidized counseling to those who can't afford it. Back to Michael. If you're listening today, I want to say to you that you will only overcome your fears and you will only overcome shyness by facing your fears. You will never get out of this position that you're in by staying in your comfort zone. In case this may seem overwhelming for you right now and unachievable, do not despair because I will be giving you detailed step-by-step approach as to how to help you to step out of your comfort zone, to face your fears, and to overcome them in such a way that they do not overwhelm you, but that you conquer them. And so this is going to be a a two-part series because I think I need a lot more time than I have in half an hour to get into some of the details that work for my clients in hours of counseling sessions. The the third point is that there is a need for you to get support from others. You can't do this alone. You will need to get help. And we we see this, that in, in the text we are told that they went and they brought Saul out of hiding. This implies that he did not come out by himself. He did not come out of his own, on his own volition, of his own volition, but they had to go and physically bring Saul out of hiding. Have you ever stopped to consider how Saul may have felt when they found him hiding? We know we read his Bible text and we forget that we are dealing with human beings with emotions and feelings that we had today. If you had to do a presentation, uh, let us say at your workplace and you're hiding in the washroom because you're so terrified and the meeting has started and they're going, where is whatever your name is? And they are trying to, to find you and they can't find you. And then someone came and God saw that you were hiding in one of the stalls in the washroom. How would you feel? Maybe Saul felt, felt embarrassed. Maybe he felt ashamed for lacking the courage that was called for in the moment. Maybe he is ashamed for embarrassing his family and for not living up to their expectations of him. Has your shyness caused you embarrassment? Has your shyness caused you to feel that you are not living up to the expectations of others? The statement they brought him out speaks for the need for allies. We need people who can come alongside us and help us. If you're listening today and your shyness is affecting your life, is there someone in your life that can keep you accountable to follow through with the steps that will be presented in this two-part series? I would suggest that between now and next week's show, you think of those people who can be your allies. Think of people who can help you. And if there is no one in your life that you can think of, there are professionals like myself who are trained to walk with you in your journey of overcoming your shyness. If you need help, you can reach out to us at elimcounselingministry.com. Elim is spelled E-L-I-M, counseling with two L's, ministry.com. On that website, you will find our contact information. And so it is that it's very important for you to understand that you cannot do that alone, that you need others who, who will walk with you and help you. To overcome your fears. Or maybe you know someone who is struggling with shyness. Maybe you can share this podcast with them and offer to be their accountable partner in taking the steps necessary to help them get out of the clutches of shyness. And the fourth point that I want to present from this text that we read earlier is that there is a need to challenge negative self-concept. We have this detail that is given in the passage where, where the, the, the author tells us that Saul was a head and shoulder taller than anyone else. Saul was not limited by his ability. He had the stature and the strength that was necessary for the position of being king, but he lacked the confidence. So, this seemingly gratuitous detail shows us the stark difference between how others may have perceived him and how he perceived himself. He has this physical stature of power and strength, but emotionally he is weak. In an era time, in the Bible time, when the size and strength of a man were of premium importance, Saul was being held back by his negative emotions and negative self-talk. We get insights into Saul's self-perception from his earlier dialogue with with the prophet Samuel in chapter 9.21. In the dialogue between Saul and Samuel in that part of the the narrative, Saul questioned Samuel's pronouncement that he would be king over Israel. Israel when he said, "But I am not but am I not a Benjamite from the smallest tribe of Israel, and is not my clan the least of all the clans of the tribe of Benjamin? Why do you say such a thing to me? In other words, what Saul is saying is, Samuel, you must be making a mistake. I cannot be king i my family is not well known." My family is so small, I'm I'm not from a a large, a big tribe. I'm from one of the smallest of the, the 12 tribes of Israel. And my family is the least among the families of Israel. So I think you have it wrong, Samuel. I cannot be king. So this points to his negative self-concept. So, if you are going to overcome shyness, you need to begin to identify your negative self-concepts that are blocking you from feeling confident around people, from feeling confident enough to do presentations, from feeling confident enough to take that that promotion that may have been offered to you because it's only when those psychological factors have been that—that that is at the root of your negative self concept has been worked through that you will be able to overcome your shyness. In next week's show I will be giving specific strategies to identify your negative self concepts and to overcome them. And the fifth point is that your shyness is not not as visible to others as you may think. One of the things that hold us back is this feeling that if we go and stand on that stage, everyone will see how nervous we are. But by the Bible telling us, that passage telling us, that he is head and shoulders, when he stood among in front of the people, he was a head and shoulder taller than everyone else. What that is telling us that it wasn't his nervousness or his anxiousness that was seen. What was seen was this appearance of confidence. And so many shy people believe incorrectly that others can see their physiological symptoms. Saul may have said to himself. I can't go in front of that large crowd. Everyone will see me shaking and I will look like such a fool. The fact is that when he did face the crowd, the detail that stood out that the narrator gives to us is that he was how tall he looked, how he towered over everyone else. Others could not have known how terrified he was on the inside. So many shy people incorrectly assume that people are seeing their nervousness when in fact they can. This is a very important point because if you can convince yourself of this fact, that when you are nervous it is not as visible as you think, this will be a powerful tool to help you to face some of the anxiety-provoking circumstances. In one experiment by Kimberly McEwen of the University of Calgary, she got shy people to list their physical symptoms of shyness and to rate how noticeable they believed these symptoms were to others. She then asked a friend of each participant, each shy participant, to rate how many physical symptoms they notice. The results of the study shows showed that people with high levels of physical arousal believed they displayed a greater number of visible signs of shyness than was noticeable by their friends. So in other words, the friends did not notice that these people were shy. But to these people, they believed people were seeing them shake. People could see them sweat when everything was on the inside. We're quickly out of time today, but I I want to remind you to tune in next week for part two, as we will take a detailed look at strategies for getting out of your comfort zone, remaining calm in social situations that currently cause you stress, and how to get over low self-esteem. I want to thank you for joining us in this episode of the Life Transformation Show. If you are listening to this show via our YouTube channel, remember to subscribe, because that will help us to become more visible online. Again, you can reach us at, at elimcounselingministry.com. Elim is spelled E-L-I-M, counseling with two L's dot com. So until next time, this is your host, Michael Hart of Elim Counseling Services, praying that God would bless you in all your relationships and keep you sound in mind and pure in heart.